It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, uh, a uh, new week and a new conundrum. Uh, as uh, there's some big games this week, so it'll be a fun week when we get there's into that. There's always big games, Dennis. No, this this is an exceptional week well, yes. for big games. We have the two, I mean, we'll call probably the two biggest rivalries in the area. Rivalry week, smack dab in the middle of the season. Have the Crosstown Showdown. We'll spend, we'll talk ad nauseum about that. We have Marysville Marine City, which I think this is, a very interesting edition of this rivalry. And, yeah, we have some other – we have Armada Elmont, which is going to be big. I mentioned Croslex Yale, which Croslex is just – hopefully they're healing up a bit, but they're looking like a machine. But Yale coming off a, a nice win and, and probably an underrated game. Brown City going to Martin. Two four and teams. Two teams ranked in eight man division one. And then Dennis, once we get into this, you'll talk about the game you saw on Saturday. Yeah, and and all I'll say about Brown City Martin here early in the week is if Brown City were to go to Martin and win this game, not just in our area but all over the state, people will be talking about Brown City as a team that could win a state championship. And funny you bring that up because we're debuting a new segment in segment two. I'm going to do my I don't know what to call it, the, I guess the postseason tier list, and we'll explain more what we get there, but it's not like a top 10, although we're still going to do the top 10, but it's something similar to that, and, we're, and I'm going to let Dennis have fun, and he's going to tell me if I'm right or if I'm dumb and have the wrong opinion. Well, uh, all, all I'm going to say uh, this week is you're too early, but... This is how you are, so I've come to accept it. Well, and and so I, have, I will play along with you. I have a method for my madness. We're going to do it this week, and we'll probably do it in a week or two around week seven, and then we'll do it right before the playoffs. So we have a nice little progression here. I, I have a reason why I'm doing this early. <laughs> it's the early edition. You always do stuff. You always he start. Brady starts talking about the playoff matchups. Before the season even begins. No, I didn't. Yes, you do it every year. No, I didn't. Anyway, it, it, it's part of who you are. Just embrace anyway, it. Anyway, we, we've this intro's gone too long. Let's <laughs> let's let's get to it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520 
buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Having we haven't even started the show and we're having more fun than people are supposed to have. <laughs> it's early, too. But uh, Brown City had a lot of fun on Saturday. They brought in a Sutton's Bay team that, Dennis, before this game you're thinking, okay, this is going to be the real big test. This is a Sutton's Bay team that had played in the Superior Dome the last three years, played for a state title, so you know it is a program that has talent. And, well, you got to go up there, and you saw a very interesting game. Yeah, right right from the get-go, uh, the first touchdown was scored 49 seconds into the game. Uh, Lawson Cooper, the quarterback for Brown City, went 47 yards. It was actually just a, a straight QB sneak straight ahead, and everybody kind of collapsed in a big rugby pile. So Cooper said, hmm, you know, if I step around this, I've got all kinds of room to run. And that's exactly what he did. And he ran down the sidelines and scored. 
six nothing because uh, Brown City struggled the first several times on two point conversions, and I thought it might be their downfall in the game because Sutton's Bay came right back. They got a thirteen uh, yard uh, pass to I believe it was Jabin Aguiar. Yeah, uh, there was a screwed up roster thing, but it was the only kid that it made sense that it could be. Yeah, don't you love when you have like nine kids on a team and you can't even get a full roster for yeah. that? That was for Sutton's Bay, by the way. Yeah, so uh, all of a sudden it's 8-6 Sutton's Bay. That happened three minutes after the first touchdown. A minute and 20 seconds after that, Brown City gets a 20-yard run from uh, Kyle Affer. Again, they missed. The- oh, by the way, number four was Sean Bramer. Sean Bramer? Okay. so <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Bramer w- was the guy that they had his number wrong. Uh, so it's 12-8. to eight. Then, again, Sutton's Bay comes right back, scores, gets a two. They're up 16-12 to 12 at the end of the first quarter, and you're like, Okay, Brown City had the ball three times in the first uh, half, first quarter, and scored on two of them. And Sutton's Bay had it twice and scored on two of them. And then uh, Brown City did something I don't know that I've ever seen this done before. What's that? Twenty-two points in thirty-nine seconds. That's all on offense. That's almost impossible to do. All on offense. It wasn't like they had a, a kick return in there or a pick six or a. Normally, when you you get touchdowns right. that close together, that's what's happening. Clint Ford caught a six-yard touchdown pass with 10.41 to go in the half to make it 18-16 Brown City. On the next drive, there was an interception. It got picked off right at midfield. They hand the ball off to Kyle Affer, and he went 50 yards. So with 10.16 left in the half, it was another touchdown. So two so touchdowns, two touchdowns in two 25 off, seconds. And two offensive snaps. Uh, and then they kicked off, and the ball was muffed, and they recovered it at the Sutton's Bay 45. And on the next play, they gave the ball to Ford, and he went 45 yards for a touchdown with 10.02 left on the clock. And that basically put Sutton's Bay too far behind the eight ball for them to ever come back, right? Well, you thought. Because at that point, it's now 34-16, to 16, for Brown City. But Sutton's Bay scored to make it 34-24. Brown City scored to make it 42-24. Just before the half, 25 seconds left in the half, Sutton Bay scored to make it 42-32. And they onside kicked and recovered. And the half ended with Sutton's Bay at the 10. And they threw a pass into the end zone that was broken up with no time left. Or it could have been... 42-40 at halftime with Sutton's Bay getting the ball first to start And this third. is 100% your type of football game. Oh, the first half, 74 points in the first half, and the two teams combined for 600 yards. So then we start the third quarter, and it is clear and obvious what Sutton's Bay wants to do in the second half. They do not want to play any more run and gun. They get the kickoff, and they hold the ball for nine minutes and slowly move it down the field and score a touchdown and make a two-point conversion to cut it to 42-40 to mm-hmm. with 317 to go in the third. It's still 42-40 to in the fourth quarter. They bust a big play. And a kid, his last name was Gingell. Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't have the roster in front of me. I forget what his first name is. But he made a touchdown-saving tackle at the 10. 
So now we've got seven minutes to go in the ball game. 42 to 40, and Sutton's Bay is first and goal at the Peck 10. Brown City. No, Sutton, uh, Sutton's, Sutton's Bay. Oh, sorry. Sutton's yeah. Bay is at the Brown City 10 with seven minutes to go, first and goal. They get a holding penalty. Then on the next play, they get another holding penalty, and now all of a sudden it's first and goal out at the 31, and Brown City gets a stop on downs, and they drive down the field. They get a 45-yard run. That, that's their drives down the field. They moved it out. They drove right. to midfield, and then Afford broke a 45-yard run. Uh, but but still, they needed the two-point conversion to make it a two-possession game. And if he broke the plane, he barely broke the plane. But they gave him the two-point conversion, and that made it 50-40. to 40. But there's still 6.26 to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, at this point, I've seen 22 points in 39 seconds in this game, and both these teams are just storming up and down the field. So I don't know how comfortable Brown City felt. I didn't feel very comfortable. Right. Um, and Sutton's Bay came out throwing the ball. They had a lefty quarterback, gunslinger. Um, the game was on Saturday. That's a long time ago for me. Yeah, right, a whole like, three um, days. Barnowski, Dylan Barnowski, he threw for 191 yards in the game. Um, so he was he was flipping it around. But he got picked off near midfield, and you can't give Brown City short field. No. They drove it down, scored five minutes to go. They're up 58-40. to 40. And I was actually, because there's five minutes to go. And again, I've seen three touchdowns in 39 seconds in this game. But Sutton's Bay kind of pulled the shoot at that point. Um, they, they took out the, their star guy who had been charging all over the field um, and put in a younger kid and, and just kind of, they kind of ran out the clock. I mean, the game, the game ended, they were inside the 15-yard line, and they had like 30 seconds to go. They could have run another play, tried to score again. They didn't. He just the the coach is just like, okay, we'll stop here and we won't run another play. Um, so I was a little surprised by that, but in the uh, end, um, Brown City wins the shootout, fifty eight to forty, um, and closer than the score would indicate. But just a great game and a great statement by Brown City that instantly made them legitimate in eight man football. Uh, and makes this next game coming up huge for them because now you look at it, you go, okay, well, you you, you beat Peck, they're Division Two in eight-man. You beat uh, Vermont, Maple Valley, nobody's heard of them. They're one in three, and their one win is over a bad Vander Cook Lake Yeah, you, you beat Onekama, and they're not the greatest team either. They got their first win last week. So, they scored 22 points. But, but now you've beaten the team that's been the runner-up Three years in a row. Yeah. Now you've beaten somebody with a little bit of clout. A, a team. Th- this is the first time that uh, Sutton's Bay has lost two games in a season in like four years. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other loss was to North Point Christian, who's an eight-man team that has like 350 kids in their yeah, school. Yeah, they, they don't let them play in the playoffs because they're too big. Yes. So, that they would be a favorite in Division One if – they actually were allowed to to play in the playoffs, but they would be like a D6 school or a D7. Um, So at Martin this week for Brown City, Brady, if they win this game, you have to, I mean, I know it's it's only five weeks into the season, but you have to start going Brown City's got a chance. Martin is number one in division 
the eight-man division won, according to the coaches' poll. Here's what Martin's done. They beat Menden 30-28 to in week one. Menden's 2-2, two and two, so that's not a super great win, but it's week one. Things happen. They then beat Goebbels. Is that how you say it? Gobbles, yes, Goebbels. Goebbels. Um, 50 to 6. Marcellus, 60 to nothing. And Bangor, 76 to nothing. I don't know how good those teams are, but we're going to find out. Yeah, but, but I mean, listen to those yeah. scores. But Brown City's kind of done the same thing 64 yeah. to 12, 52 nothing, 40 to 20. Even Sutton's Bay, they beat 58 40. I know it was close at one point, but did Martin, or did, I. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. In the second half, Sutton's Bay, did they ever have the ball with a chance to take the lead? Yes. In that one drive with the whole yeah, they, they were. They, yeah, okay. they, they, were at the, they were 10 yards away. I was actually thinking at the time the kid made the tackle, I was actually thinking, man, you should have just let him score hmm. because you're going to lose time while they get these 10 yards. But, hey, they, they, they put the clamps on when they needed to. So, guys, pay attention to Brown City. They are, even if they lose this game – and they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're playing probably the the favorite to win the state title right now, and they're going to their place, which is a long ways away. And they have Britton Deerfield the week after, who I believe lost in the semifinals, excuse me, the second round to Lenaway Christian last year. Well, they're the team that knocked Deckerville out, and they beat Deckerville pretty bad in that yes, game. Yes, they did. And then Misek uh, is two, uh, three and one. So they have a little bit of a tough stretch. Even if you come out of this two and one, you're still feeling pretty good about yourself. Brown City's going to be tested. Uh, K-Pack was tested Saturday. Oh, I just wanted oh, sorry, to throw this. Uh, 502 yards rushing. Only four guys carried the ball. That's and, a lot and, of rushing. And one guy, uh, Binkley Potts, had one carry for three yards. But uh, So three guys, basically. Kyle Affer, 22 carries, 254 yards in the game. Clint Ford had 18 carries for 153. And uh, the quarterback, Lawson Cooper, nine carries for 92 yards. That's efficient. That is efficient. Um, so as I was saying, KPAC played Oakland Christian. Oakland Christian's good. And they can throw the ball. And KPAC secondary struggles, and Oakland Christian wins 52-14. Not a whole lot to say about this game other than Oakland Christian's really good, and they can sling it, and it o- Oakland Christian called off the dogs. Otherwise, it could have gotten a lot worse. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that I know everything there is to know about the Stars, but... Uh, I I think like I think Kingston throws the ball a little bit, and I think that's why they've been so good in recent years because a lot of the thumb teams, Deckerville, uh, CPS when they were winning Peck, primarily they do it because they play better defense than everybody and they run the ball like nobody's business. Um, so I think if you can throw the ball, it's dangerous because it's not really what the teams are used to. No, no, not at all. So that wraps up week four. Yeah, Merritt did beat Akron Fairgrove 38-22 on Saturday. Hey, there you go, Merritt. Uh, So bring this into week five. And like we said, we have a lot of interesting matchups, don't we? It's a good week. You're going to be at the Crosstown Showdown. I'm going to be at Marysville Marine City. Those are the big ones. But is Armada Almont the next most interesting game? Well, I I, th- I think it has to be. Um, I I know that 
it's very important for those two teams because the loser has absolutely no chance to win the BWAC. It would take a catastrophic loss the, from the someone. North Branch and Croslex between them won't lose two games this year. I'll make that bold statement right now. The, 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 they won't lose two games. Most likely not. Um, so, to me, if you are Armada with one loss or Elmont with one loss, you do not want a second loss. Somebody has to have a second loss when they play and, each And other. the winner of this game at least has a chance um, with a little bit of help. Almont still has to play Croslex. Armada still has to play North Branch. If the winner of this game can win their subsequent game, then they just hope whoever they beat wins the Week 8 matchup between Croslex and North Branch. Yep. For the most part. Or you could hope the other team you played beats. It, it would be tough, but you, you need help basically is, is the point. The Crosstown Showdown is going to be for the Mac Blue title. I mean, I know mathematically it is not, but for all intents and purposes, it is. And this will be the fifth straight year that a Port Huron team will win the Blue, likely outright. And it's been two for Port Huron High, two for Port Huron Northern. Who's going to get that third one in the last five years? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it was what... We'll debate back and forth all week long on this one. And I think Port Huron, let me double check, but I think this would be the first time they would win three straight league titles since the 50s. Let me double check that, but I don't think they've done that in a long, long time because they won it in 20. They won it in 21. Um, hold on. Let me pull this up. I got I got your neato little document yep. up right now. Yeah, the last time they won three straight league titles was in the EML in 1951, 1952, and 1953. So they're trying to do something they haven't done for 70 years. That is an awfully long Port Huron Northern was like 15 years away from becoming a school at that point. <laughs> that's how long ago it, it, it took. So it's, I mean, that's would be, that would be awesome to see. But Port Huron Northern is going to put up a fight. Um, I mean, at this point in the season, Everyone's trying to, to heal up and get ready. No one's going to feel 100%, but you know when the lights come on Friday night, it's going to be a fun game, and you said you might flip a coin for that game. I'm very seriously, I'm probably going to like put like get a marker, put PHN on one side, PH on the other side, and just throw it up, and where it lands, that's the team I'm going to pick because I don't know how else to to go with this right now, Okay. Those of you going, well, Northern's blowing out everybody that they played. They haven't played at Grand Rapids Catholic Central. If you're a Husky fan and you're looking at what the Big Reds did in week one, you're just being a knucklehead, okay? Look at what they've done the last three weeks. That's what you need to worry about. Not That's another stratosphere, and Northern hasn't played a team like that this year no and and that, and that's not being critical of the huskies the huskies have taken care of business i've loved their defense for the past three years and their offense this year has been putting up huge numbers they're a much more explosive team this year than they have been the last uh, few we've had some really good football games the last five years between these teams i'll be so disappointed if this isn't the best of all of them. 
I that's a hard, high bar to clear because I but mean nineteen you these had these teams are good they are and their and their styles clash Port here on high probably has a little more pizzazz and flash on the on the edges with their skill players but Northern is probably stronger in the trenches um, and then just the way you expect it to go like you expect Port here on high to score quickly and have the big explosive plays where Northern will wear you down march down the field not that Northern hasn't hit big plays but even when they put up all these points there haven't been a lot of touchdowns where you go oh it was 74 yards on the run I I hope this is a a very fun game and a game that we get both teams coming into it, and we don't have to worry about any extracurricular stuff going into this game. And, yeah, this is going to be a big one. And it's just – in Port Huron, you're going to have a mushroom cloud of these two teams, these two freight trains running into each other. And then about 15 miles, 20 miles to the south, you're going to have Marysville and Marine City met meeting, and the records aren't as sexy as Port Huron High and Northern, but Marysville's coming off their best win, you said, since 2020, and Marine City's Marine City, but I don't think this is going to be like last year where, yeah, it's a big rivalry, but Marine City was clearly the better team. I think Marine City is the better team, but I think Marysville is going to give them hell. Well, I mean, uh, Marysville was really impressive against Lampfear. Uh, and, and again, I wasn't really sure what I was going to get in that game, but what I got wasn't what I was expecting. In a good way. In a, in a very uh, good way. Um, and the silver is kind of wide open right now. I still think Marine City is the favorite, but, I mean, a lot of that goes with history. Like, history tells us the Mariners always win the silver. Right. It's, They're it's, in first place. Going into week five. You always assume Alabama's going to do well. You always yeah. assume Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to. It's you just, just the cachet. But if you look at it, Marine, this is just in league play. Marine City's 2-0. and Lamphere's 1-1. and South Lake's 1-1. and Marysville's 1-1. and St. Clair's 1-1. and Clintondale's the only team that is 0-2 so far on, on the schedule. And there's still three weeks of play to go. And everybody's playing everybody. So, yes, gradually teams are going to get knocked off the list, but it also means other teams are going to be keeping pace. So if Marine City slips up, this league is wide open. And Marysville is a dangerous team. They are. They are. And if they win this one, I mean, they're pro they're going to they played the tough part of their schedule early. If Marysville can go knock off Marine City, I'm not saying Clintondale and St. Clair are slam dunks, especially with St. Clair's defense. But you could win the silver or at least get a split of it since Southlake would have one loss, and that would be to Marine City. You could go 4-1 and one and claim a league title. Now, Marine City is going to be, that is a big ask, something Marysville's done once since what, like 2002, I think? Yeah, 2002. Uh, after that year, or excuse me, 03. So from 04 to 2022, Marys has beaten Marine City one time. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of those games haven't been real good. It's been up and down. You'll have stretches where there are wars, and then you'll have stretches where Marine City has dominated. Uh, but 
it's it's the monkey off the back. It's the the mental part we I talk about so much. That's going to be a big factor. And again, if it if they play like they did against Lamphere, they'll have a shot. And I and I've asked you this before, but I ask you again: If you're Marysville, do you take the approach you did against Almont? Or do you take the approach you did against Lamp Fear, at least offensive wise, in and trying to control the clock or trying yeah. to and, and I'm and I'm score so quickly. I'm so split on this because I, I I think your better chance is to not let Marine City have as many possessions, so it would be that control kind of game. But man, I really like the way they attacked last week. But again, attacking and getting into a track meet with uh, Marine City. Southlake tried it, didn't work out too well for them. No. No, and, and in, you if you play Elmont now and you play the same strategy, maybe it goes a little differently. They score on that first possession, Dennis. You feel a lot different about that game. And it's going to come down to the biggest thing is can you stop Marine City's offense? Yeah. That's going to be the crux of, of everything. And how do you control the special teams? We'll talk Cl- about it more cliches later in the week. Uh, and this first one, more so with the Mariners, penalties. Yes. Um, and then turnovers. You, you know it, Brady. If one if one of the teams doesn't take care of the football, it usually means the other team's going to win in this well, game. Well, you can put it in simpler terms and just go field position because, hey, hey, I know you know this, Coach Meyer. Don't kick to Marine City. Yeah, they're not going they're to. They're not going to. But the other side of right. that is, is you're constantly giving the Mariners the ball at their 40 or further up the field. And, and they're going to convert you, a lot of those drives. If you can drives. figure out a way to squib kick, I mean, I, I've said it before in 2020, they did a – it's the best I've ever seen the Starburst handled. They kicked it perfectly um, away to where the coverage team got down and they couldn't get the, uh, get the Starburst in. The one thing I have noticed so far this year with Marine City is they – at least against uh, St. Clair they did this. They got a little antsy with – wanting to get their special team stuff and they tried to throw a long pitch on a punt take what they give you and attack so um, those are the big rivalry games we'll get really in depth later in the week is there anyone else uh, any other matchups you want to at least mention going into this week before uh, we go on to our other segments and we'll do our full preview on Thursday but those were the the big ones I mentioned Croslex Yale Mooney has a chance to set up a clinching scenario next week. If they can beat Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, uh, Mooney can clinch an I-2 title or at least a share of one next week against Everest should they win that game. Uh, you'll be at Mooney, right? Yeah, well, uh, th- uh, this is a Saturday game, a, a 1 o'clock kickoff against uh, Waterford. Actually, we have Mooney's next two games, our home games, so we'll have that Everest game too. So I'm hoping things play out to where – that can be a game where, where Mooney can clinch a title because uh, that's one of their team goals. Um, they've already hit one team goal. They ended the streak with Shrine uh, in emphatic possession. And if it plays out, and there's still a, a lot of ifs and all of that, but if it were to play out, they could maybe kill two uh, birds with one stone in that game against Everest because they've well, never they- beaten them. And maybe they can clinch the title that day, well, too. If they win next week, they are they are guaranteed that the Everest game will be a clinching scenario because Everest plays Liggett, so one of two things happens. Everest goes into that game undefeated in league play, and a win there would give them their first loss, and Mooney would only have one league game to go. So 
that would clinch them the share and the head-to-head tiebreaker. Or Liggett wins, and they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. They beat Everest. Still no losses with only one game to go. So if they win their next two, Mooney is at worst I-2, and I don't know exactly how the Catholic League does it, but logic would dictate that they would be going to Ford Field for the prep bowl. Yeah, Uh, and I'm going to assume they're going to win their last league game, which is Cabrini, who has struggled. Uh, although Cabrini and Shrine play this week, so Someone's one of them's going to get a league win. I'm just not sure which which one it's going to be. All right, anything else um, we need to set up for this week before uh, we get to my tier list? No, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to, to get into this to see how this is going to work and to see what you're going to ask me that I'm going to roll my eyes at. So all I'm, no, so <laughs> I'm going to do for the next segment is I have, and I'll explain each tier as we get to it. And I'll explain the criteria, and then I'll give you the list of teams, and you say, yes, they belong in that tier, or no, they don't. Okay. It'll be very simple for you. Uh, we'll see. I, I think you're trying to set me up to say something mean about people. No, I'm not. I'm the one that might be saying the mean stuff, and you can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady here on the uh, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And, uh, okay, so Brady's got something new. I'm going to let him explain it, and then we're going to uh, to uh, play along with this, and he's going to try to get me in trouble. I, I just feel it. No, no, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> so I guess what I'd call this is the postseason run tier list. I don't know. The, they don't have a great name for it. But basically what I've done is I've divided um, all the area teams, well, most of the area teams, into five tiers, okay. ranging from – State championship hopeful to fighting for their playoff lives. And I have put anywhere from one team in a tier to about eight teams in a tier. Uh, So I'm going to start at the top, and I'm going to tell you what the tier is, and I'm just going to work my way down, okay? Okay. So the first tier is Ford Field slash Superior Dome favorites. So what this tier is is they might – it won't be – um, a disappointment if they don't make it, but there really isn't a team that they could match up with that would be favored over them or at worst a toss-up, but they're, they're, they have a better than good chance at winning every game up until a state title. And again, going into this, part of this has to do with your draw. Part of this has to do with your division. So just because a team is a tier higher doesn't necessarily mean I think they are a better team your path has a lot to do with yeah. it. Some divisions are stacked. Some divisions are wide open. So keep that in mind. This isn't saying that. Oh, they won't. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just putting this disclaimer out there that there are some teams that may have an easier path, so they're a tier higher than someone else. An example would be PH or Northern usually has to go through De La Salle, usually pretty early in the we'll playoffs. We'll get to that. And that's why they don't make long runs. We'll get to that. So, in the Ford Field slash Superior Dome favorite, I have one team, the Ugly Bearcats. Okay. They are the only team in the area that I think 
uh, is would be favored in just about every game in the playoffs or at least at worst a toss-up. So Ubley is the only team that I think would you could say is a favorite to make a state final. It, you think that's fair or not? Uh, I actually think uh, that it's very fair to think that Ubley can make a state final. It's very fair to think that this is the year finally for Ubley. They've been there. They haven't been able to win it last year. I know they were very disappointed about losing to Beale City in in the uh, semifinal game. Uh, I feel like they f- they probably felt like they could win it last year. Um, the the Centerville thing, nobody was beating Centerville. Right, um, but in they got yeah, they got to the to the finals in 2020. Um, they're certainly, I don't think, going to lose another regular season game. I think they're going to no. run. The, they're going to they, run. They the just table. beat their biggest. Yeah, by 42. Yeah. Uh, so th- yeah, th- this team is st- they have basically 100 percent of the people back from last year's team. This team seems to be on a mission right now. Okay. So that's just the top tier. And again, we're going to do this in probably one or two more times in the regular season so teams can move up or down. But right now, Ubley firmly in that top tier of, of favorite to make the state final. The next tier is Ford Field slash Superior Dome hopeful. Now what this tier is, is a, a group of teams that I think have a legitimate shot to make it. There's no team that they would run into or possibly play that I think is would take a an up, it would be a big upset. It, they might be slight underdogs, but any team they would play along the way, I think they have just as good of a chance to beat them as anyone else does. There's three teams in this tier, and we'll start with the team we talked about earlier this episode, the Brown City Green Devils. 4-0 now. This could change a lot in a week's time. This could age like milk pretty quickly. <laughs> but they're 4-0, and they just beat the three-time runner-up by 18 points on Saturday. I, I think they have earned a spot that there is not a team in eight-man that you they go up against and you go, they have little chance it would be a huge upset at this point. Yeah, I, I'd be more comfortable answering this question after this week's game, but since I don't have the Martin game yet uh, under my belt, if I'm just going to go with the first four that I've seen, I would say that it's not um, stupid to say Brown City is a team with a chance to make a deep run. They're they're certainly good enough, I, I think. Uh, again, do they match up with, with Martin? We'll find out that this week. They beat, if they beat they, Martin, they, they move beat, up. They beat Martin, and I think – they will be playing. And they'll join Ubley yeah. in that favorite tier. The next team, again, I have three teams in here. Brown City was number one. Number two, the Croslex Pioneers. I don't think they have an easy path by any means, but they have a very good path to do so. Uh, it, it'll depend on how who makes it and how the draw goes, but Freeland, North Branch are the big ones. Maybe if Chelsea gets pulled in to their their side of the state, but even then, I think Croslex has a very good chance, and the coaches agree, they're number two in the coaches' poll, that they they can win any game along the way to make it to Ford Field, and especially if they're healthy, I don't think they would be an underdog in any game, 
But as you get to the regional finals and semifinals, I don't know if they'd be a decided favorite either. So that's why they're in the hopeful tier. Well, um, with Crosslex, uh, can we go on the assumption that they will be healthy come playoff time? That's kind of what I'm doing. Because okay. obviously, if, if Crosslex is healthy come playoff time, the Pioneers can get there. Right. I mean, if they are not healthy come playoff time, I don't think they will. Well, I mean, that's the same for everything. If Evan Peruski, God forbid, gets an injury and, and he, he stubs his toe really bad and you can't walk on it, yeah, then yeah. The I'm, I'm just going with what good. I know about Crosslex at the moment. So unless we know a guy is out for the year and it is very obvious he's out for the year, then assume that they will be healthy for the playoff But, but, a, but a healthy, a healthy Crosslex team has all the components to get there. Their defense is legitimately stupid good. Mm-hmm. Their offense is dynamic and explosive. Uh, they have a amazing running back, and they've got a dynamic quarterback, uh, and they've got talent at the receiver positions, and they they do things well. Um, a little a little iffy on some of the special teams stuff, but everybody I've seen this year is that way. All right, the last team in the hopeful tier are the North Branch Broncos. Four and zero. Now they had one test that they passed with flying colors. I think right now them and Crosslex are as close of a toss-up as you can get. Maybe leaning slightly, cross, but if it's at North Branch, I think that tips the scales in the Broncos' favor. Here's part of the reason why I put them on there. Same thing I said about Crosslex. A Freelander-Chelsea would be a really good game. They might be slight underdogs, but nothing that if they North Branch won, you'd go, oh my God, how did they win? The other thing that North Branch does that I really like that favors them they're built to play in the cold and bad weather. If it is 20 degrees and snowing, it doesn't affect their offense. Where Crosslex is, yes, you don't want to play them when it's sunny in 75. If it gets nasty, they can still do a lot of good things. Look at Armada last year. They still took it to them without completing a pass. But North Branch is made for cold weather football and I think they have a really good team to do it. Their defense is pretty good too, Dennis. Yeah, um, I, I again, Elmont was a really good win, mm-hmm. so I, I don't, I don't want to kick them when they're off a really impressive victory. But let's, let's, I got to wait on North Branch and see how they do in a couple of other games. Plus, the other day you read a potential. Uh, district, district to would, me, yeah, that was just a stupid good it, it, district. It depends. Where, they could end up with good, rich Ortonville, Brandon, and Freeland all in yeah, a district, and, and you've got three teams there that can all make deep runs. Yes, but I've also seen it, again. I don't want to bore everyone to talk about all the potential draws. I've seen some where they get a really easy district, and it's too early to tell um, where teams are going. But I think North Branch is a hopeful team, but. I, any of those teams in that district, you're not going, oh, they're underdogs. They're decided underdogs. No, the, my, my only thing is, and I do, I, I like a lot about North Branch. Um, I just, uh, the, those teams aren't designed to play from behind. So as long as they can score first, I like North Branch. And I'll tell you what, you're going to learn a lot about that defense because that defense was good against Almont. It was basically two broken, sprung, explosive plays that, that hurt them. All right, that was the hopeful tier. Now this next tier, it's the biggest one. 
I have eight different teams in this tier. I call it the need an upset slash depends on the draw tier if they can make a deep run. And what I mean by that is they either need to win a game that a lot of people don't expect them to win or they need someone else to knock someone out. Maybe the draw comes and you avoid a team until a regional or semifinal. So you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's basically there's a boogeyman tier. Um, and we'll start with um, Armada. I think they have the ability to make a deep run. And again, I don't want to bore everyone with projections right now. I'll do that in four, three, four weeks. They could get a, a, a path that is very favorable. They could get one that's not. And I'll basically call this the Frankenmuth factor. If Frankenmuth comes east and is in a region with Armada, and I might as well lump Marine City in with yep. them because they're going to be in the same district unless something crazy happens. I think, and we saw in week one, they're very similar teams and how they've played since, that they both can make deep runs. They both have the ability to do that. But if a Frankenmuth, a Portland, even a Detroit Country Day, D5 is stacked this year. There are a lot of really talented D5 teams that, it's not as wide open as D4. I think there's going to be some big hurdles along the way, and that's why I'll lump Armada and Marine City into this same tier because I think there's going to be some things that need to happen. Well, I mean, it's very likely, too, they're going to have to go through each other yes. early. Right. So somebody's out right away. Right. So that's why I kind of put them together. But if Country Day's in it, they're probably an underdog there. If Frankenmuth's in it, we've what we've documented yeah. Frank that Frankenmuth has been the blue killers, water yeah. killer. Well, they've done that to a lot of teams. They seem to just get better. Um, like we said, Portland, Notre Dame, Prep. These are all teams that I worry a little bit about with those two teams. So would you say that's a fair spot to put Armada and Marine City in the needs help depends on yeah, the draw type tier? Yeah, I, I do because uh, number one, the 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 two things for Marine City, health, gotta get get them healthy. They gotta stop taking penalties. Uh, and with Armada, kind of like with North Branch, Armada is great when they get the lead, but it's tougher for them when they've got to play from behind with the style that they play. Uh, and if you fall behind teams like Frankenmuth and some of the teams that you've been mentioning it, it, in a playoff game, it's it that's a tough ask to make a comeback. All right, let's go to D8. I have two teams, and we go from the Frankenmuth factor to a team we just talked about in this tier list, the Ubley factor, Harbor Beach and Cardinal Mooney. Basically, uh, Harbor Beach, there's no two ways about it. You're going to be in a district with Ubley. You either hope you get the opposite district of them or draw of them and someone beats them in the opening round, probably not going to happen, or you have to find a way to erase a 42-point loss in week one. It's a big ask, but if they do that, I think Harbor Beach is good enough that they could make a deep run if they knock off their rival. And for Cardinal Mooney, they have a little bit of a different uh, path. They are far enough away from those schools that depending on who makes the playoffs, it looks like Marlette's going, so that trio is going to need a fourth team. If Mooney comes north, Mooney-Ubley is a game I really want to see, but Ubley's going to be the favorite. I think Mooney would have a, a better chance. I think they would have put up a good fight. Um, but if they go south, they could have a really nice walk 
to a potential regional or semifinal match with Ubley. But basically for those two teams, it's where does Ubley land and someone needs to knock them off before I consider either Mooney or Harbor Beach a, a hopeful. Yeah, uh, I sorry Beach, but I, I think you're done because they are going to get Ubley in their district. It's going to happen. And, and the thing that sucks is I do think they are good enough that they could yeah. win two, three playoff games yeah. if, Ubley, if let's say, Ubley was D7. Yeah, but they're, they're going to end up getting them. And so, yeah, unless they're the, the two seed, because I'm going to presume Ubley will be the one seed. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless Harbor Beach is the two seed, you know, they're not going to do better than one playoff win because when they get Ubley, uh, I think Ubley is – if Ubley plays Mooney, I think Mooney has the best player, but Ubley has the best team. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Again, we haven't seen Ubley in person. Um, yeah. But I, I technically I have because I saw them against well, yeah, City. Yeah. It is the same team. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is so. the same team another year older. See, And I want to move Mooney up to the hopeful, and maybe if they win out and they win the prep bowl and you're, all of a sudden you're going – Mooney Ubley might be more of a toss-up than we're giving credit for, but that's why we're well, going, I, I'm not going saying Ubley's going to beat them sixty to nothing like they do to everybody else. I'm just saying Ubley, and especially this group of players, they've been to a final, they've been to a semifinal. Mm-hmm. Mooney's played one playoff game and got upset. Yes, so there's a there's also that you you know there's a process to all of this. And unless you are extraordinarily just unbelievably good, mm-hmm. it's hard to go from we made the playoffs, made the playoffs to hey, we're we're, in the, we're at Ford Field playing for a championship. <laughs> right. it, it 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 can happen. It just doesn't happen. That All right, often. let me bounce back. We go to the BWAC. Almont is in this tier. D6 is a weird one. Millington is really, really good. I think Warren Collegiate's really good. They're not getting some love, especially in the coaches' poll. Their only loss, I believe, is to Country Day. I'll double-check that. But Warren Collegiate is a, a, a problem in D6. They lost in the finals a year ago. You also have Lansing Catholic Central that you have to worry about. And, yeah, their one loss is to Detroit Country Day, 28-20. They beat Monroe-St. Mary in week one, 28-3. Warren Collegiate is a good team and would be a a big hurdle for Almont. And the problem with them is, like I said, you go north, you have Millington. You go south, you have Collegiate. You go west, you have Lansing Catholic. There's no real way for Almont to avoid a really good team for for a long time in the playoffs. You're going to have to play a tough team early. Yeah, and that's why with, with Elmont, I, I think it's a tougher situation um, for them. And again, it's a shame because they're a good football team, but this isn't the Elmont team that did make the finals a few years ago. Um, they're good, but I, I don't know if they're deep run good. Yeah, and again, they would need to pull off an upset. Uh, the, uh, I'll go to one more small school, uh, eight man. Deckerville, I need to see more from Deckerville. Part of this is because they've always done it, but there are some good teams in eight-man, particularly in their own backyard in Brown City. That could be a tough one early. Uh, Adrian Lenaway Christian 
because D8's so spread out, that could be a regional game. And again, there's one less round, so you get you trim a lot of the fat off the playoffs when it comes to eight-man football. So I put Deckerville in this tier. I thought that was a fair spot to put him. Yeah, and, and the other thing about the, the eight-man with, with that one less round to play, it also means that generally after your first playoff game, you're right away playing somebody tough. Well, it's yeah, it's like a regional. It's a regional final. Yeah, it, you win two games, you're in a state semifinal. Yeah, it, it, so um, and Deckerville is still really good. There's still a powerhouse uh, in in the thumb, but statewide, the last couple of years, it's been tough for them in the postseason, and some teams have kind of put it to them. And so this is kind of, for me, when we get to playoff time, this is a show-me year for Deckerville. Are you still an elite team in the state, or have other teams caught up to you? And then two teams, I will lump them together, the final two teams in this tier uh, for the need help depends on the draw. Two teams at Memorial Stadium, Port here on High and Northern, three words, De La Salle. Yeah. I mean, that, and I can throw Roseville in there too. Yeah, well, Ro- Roseville's pretty – Pretty tough, and both both those teams basically, uh, un, until the Big Reds or the Huskies beat them, I can't say that the Big Reds or the Huskies are going to have deep playoff runs. And that your your best hope for them, and I don't want to harsh them because they're both having very nice years. Yeah, but and they're good teams. If you get Lakeview and Lance Cruz in your district, you can get Roseville and De La Salle in one. One of them knocks each other off, and then you get one big shot in a regional for them. That would be the hope there. but So the, the need help depends on the draw tiers, or the boogeyman tiers, you can call it. Armada, Elmont, Cardinal Mooney, Deckerville, Harbor Beach, Marine City, Port here on High, Port here on Northern. Yeah. That, those I'd all say seem that's fair. fair. All those are fair. Okay, let's drop down. We'll go to the playoff hopeful tier. This is, these are teams that I think have a better than good chance to make the playoffs that probably will once they get in. Depending on who they draw, it's going to be tough for them to get out of a district. So we'll start um, with, in the thumb, we'll start with Cass City. Two and two, I think they have a a couple winnable games on the schedule coming up, and I think they can make the playoffs, and our adopted GTC East team will probably be playing postseason football. I don't know how far past that they'll get. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Cass City has got kind of a, well, I, I, Probably the favorite against Sandusky. Underdog against Ubley. Probably the favorite against Marlette. Definitely the favorite against Carroll. Bad axe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, probably Cassidy makes the playoffs. And probably doesn't get much. And probably, and probably doesn't make a deep run. Yeah. It's Not just, this year. Because they're going to be in a tough district. Yeah. Uh, next At to some them, point, uh, do they get Laker? They probably get Laker somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Um, next to them. In their same conference, Marlette. Um, I think they make the playoffs, but again, they're going to be in a district with Beach and Ubley. That's going to be a really tough district to get out of, despite the Red Raiders having a very nice year again. Yeah, I, I, I think Marlette should get there, but again, they're, they're probably going to end up with, like you say, Beach and, Beach and, and Ubley. Ubley and, and or those. Mooney, too. Or, or, yeah, Imagine a district Mooney's that's Beach, Ubley, Marlette, and Mooney. Yeah, that, that's fair. That, but that that's that's tough. 
and I hate to say this because, again, I don't think Marlette's a bad football team, but they're the fourth-best team in that setup. As of right now, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Um, move on, the Marysville Vikings. They're 2-2. Two and two. Now, I know they have a tough game against uh, Marine City this week, but every other game besides Marine City and Port here on high, I think they're the favorite in, and I think they could win – I think they have a fair chance to at least split Marine City and Port here on high and win one of those two games. And even if they don't, if they win the other three in between, puts them at five and four, and from what it looks like, five and four is good enough for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think Marysville can make the playoffs. Um, but the problem would be they'd likely play Crosslex or North Branch in the first yeah, round. Yeah, and this has been a problem for a long time for Marysville. They're, they're like PH and Northern they right off the bat they usually have to play somebody big and strong yep and that's why they're in this tier um put peck in there i think peck has a a good chance in in the stripes to to get their get uh some wins stacked up and be in the playoffs how far they go past that i don't know yeah that's a good question too and peck has tough games coming up like the rest of their schedule is pretty it's it's packed with uh, all saints is good this year north huron is a huge rivalry game uh merit has uh won a couple games now cps is a rivalry game deckerville is a, a rivalry game i mean so peck will be battle tested uh when they get to the 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 playoffs and again usually what happens to them at least uh, for the first two games is they play teams from their league yeah, so you have to beat a team again. Yeah, so or play a team you lost to. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard to say where Peck falls in. But uh, do I think Peck is a playoff team? Yes. Do do I think they're gonna make a deep run? It's hard to say right now. And then the final team I put in the playoff hopeful tier is Yale, because. I think Yale, while they do have a tough schedule uh, the rest of the way, obviously Crosslex is not easy. Uh, they're going to get the win over Algonac. I assume they beat Emily City, and I think they beat Lutheran North, which gets them to five wins, and five and four for Yale should put them in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and, and they're, they're a good story, and this is uh, we hope they would put themselves – in this position, and I said the the, the Yale Richmond game would determine to me um, whether or not the Bulldogs would have a chance to make the playoffs. They win the game; they have a chance to make the playoffs. The big one to me is the Lutheran North game because that's the one that I know the least about that opponent. But that'll be the game to me that decides whether Yale gets in or not. All right, the, the final tier I have, which, by the way, I'll recap the playoff hopeful tier, Cassidy, Marlette, Marysville, Peck, Yale. You think those are the fair spot for those five teams? Yes. Okay, the last tier is the fighting for their playoff lives. They can make the playoffs, but it will probably take a, an upset to get into the playoffs. Or it will take a little bit of luck with other teams losing, so maybe with not a great record you get in. Start with... Two eight-man teams, CPS and K-Pack. I like K-Pack. The Stars is tough. They're going to play some good competition. CPS, same thing. Uh, they're going to play good competition. And gone in the days are an eight-man where you can go four and five, three and six and make it because there weren't a ton of teams. Now there are a lot of eight-man teams, 
and you're, you have to win six, seven games to make the playoffs. And even then, sometimes you get left in the outside looking in. I think those two teams are fighting for their lives and would take a, an upset or two to keep them in it. Well, uh, the KPAC, I think, had a chance, but they changed their Week 9 game from one that they were going to win by a lot to one that's a battle now um, because they picked up Brown City and they dumped Caseville. Um, other, otherwise I would ensure you K-Pac was going to have a winning season this year. Yeah. Uh, in the, in their first year of eight man. So, uh, it got a little tougher for them. I really like this CPS team, but they seem young Brady and I don't know. Can you get me to six, seven wins with the CPS team? Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I just don't think so. I, I think they're headed in the right direction, but I, I, you know, it's a process, and I don't think they're ready to make that big of a step. The other two teams will start in the Max Silver with the St. Clair Saints. Their defense is good enough to make the playoffs and do well in the playoffs. Their offense has struggled a lot. You still have to go to Lanphier. You still have to host Southlake. You have to go to Marysville, and you have to host Northern. Those are four tough games the only game i can guarantee they win the rest of the way is hazel park yeah that's the only one i see them being a favorite in. and they need to win one of those other four to get to a to a well that's just a four wins they need to win three two or half of those games geez i wish i could talk today um they could win two of those four games to get to a winning record their defense can do it but i need to see them put up points yeah if their offense doesn't vastly improve the second half of the season I don't think the Saints are going to make the playoffs. And I put in those tier the last team, the Richmond Blue Devils, because there is a better than good chance that, at least right now, if they go 4-5, and five, they could sneak in as that 32nd team in the playoffs. And I think 4-5 and five is doable. Uh, they, they play MLA City this week, and they go to Clintondale in Week 9. They have a gauntlet in between that, but four and five might be able to sneak Richmond in. That's why they're in this tier. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, if four and five can get them in, then I, I think that they'll get to four and, and five. Because uh, I, I think they're going to win this week, uh, and I think unless Clintondale does what they did last year where they all of a sudden find it midseason <laughs> and, and they just finished on a tear last year, those are winnable games. Those are games where the, the Blue Devils go in as the favorite. At North Branch, at Elmont, and home to Armada, they will not be the favorite in any of those games, and it would be considered a pretty big upset for them to win them. Yes. So that those are the fighting for their playoff lives, St. Clair, Richmond, CPSK pack. And, and if the teams I didn't name, I think, are going to need a lot of help to make the playoffs or basically would have to do something miraculous. Yeah. So to recap, Ford Field hopeful, ugly, just them. They're the only team that I think is a favorite to win every game. The hopeful tier that, that, that I think they have a chance in every game they play in the playoffs. Croslex, North Branch, Brown City. The needs help depend on the draw boogeyman tier. Armada, Elmont, Cardinal Mooney, Deckerville, Harbor Beach, Marine City, Port Huron High, Port Huron Northern. The playoff hopeful tier. Think you can make the playoffs, but it's going to be tough to get out of your district. Cass City, Marlette, Marysville, Peck, Yale. And then the fighting for their playoff lives, St. Clair, Richmond, CPS, KPAC. Yeah. And Is there uh, anyone I completely missed on? No. Uh, and and actually, um, this first time around, I'm, I 
I'm in agreement with you on everything. All right. Probably do. What do you think? Two weeks is a fair enough time to let everything settle and see where the, the draw picture becomes a yeah, little more it, clear. And we can do it in week seven and then we'll do it going into week nine. Yep. All right. Sounds good. So I hope this segment wasn't the worst thing ever. And I know one thing you love, Dennis, the top 10, which we'll do next. Top 10's coming up next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello. 
This is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Are you ready for this week's top tens? Yeah, I think there's going to be one that we really disagree on, but I don't think anything else. So do you want me or you starting with our uh, top I started ten? last week, so you get to start this week. Marysville's number 10. They had a nice win over Lamphere, but you still have two losses on the ledger, and they, they were both, uh, I don't know, win, beat Marine City, you shoot up the rankings. Even if you lose a close one, I don't know if you drop out, but two and two, Marysville stays at no, or is in back in my poll at number 10. Yeah, it's gonna, they, they weren't in your poll last week, so their win got them in. And again, what I try to do every week is I try not to use what I thought preseason or before, so they're 2-2, two and two, they're back in with the win over Lamphere, but I can't put them above anyone else. You didn't like this, but the way my poll was set up, the only team in my top 10 that lost was Elmont. And they lost by three touchdowns. They dropped from number seven down to number 10 because everybody that I had underneath them won a big game. Which I understand. And I'll just – Elmont is still at eight for me. Elmont is three and one. Marysville's two and two. Elmont's one loss was to a top three team in our poll. Granted, they lost by a lot, but it was still to a top three team. And they have – a win over Marysville. Marysville has lost to both Almont and Southlake. They have two losses. Almont only has one, and their loss was to a team we both agree is pretty damn good. So that's why Almont is still ahead of Marysville in my book. And what you're doing, again, it's not right or wrong. It's a matter of preference. I don't like using the rankings inertia because, well, because they were here and they lost. They have to drop. If if you just look at their resume in a vacuum, it is st- I believe it is still better than Marysville's. That's fine. So I that, put them at number ten. That's where I'm keeping them. Mooney is number nine for me. Uh, they 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 beat Shrine, which was a big deal. But when you look at what it does for them resume wise, it's really not a lot. But it's a big deal for Mooney because it ended a thirty year streak. So Mooney's number nine. Uh, I've got Marysville at number nine, uh, up from number 10 last week. I was at the Lamphere game. Best game that I've seen them play in a couple of seasons, um, and I just feel comfortable with Marysville at nine right now. So as, as I said, Almont is at eight. I couldn't drop them any farther. They only have one loss, and it's two again, a team we thought was really, really good. I think North Branch does that to a lot of the teams in the lower part of our top 10. So, Elmont at 8. I believe they dropped one spot from last week. So, Elmont at 8. Mooney went from number 9 to number 8 for me. They got the monkey off their back in a big way. Um, Five more touchdowns for Hazen later. And I pushed the Cardinals up a notch. At number 7, 
Portier on high moves up, and I wanted to put them higher because I'm really starting to get the taste of week one out of my mouth. And the more I think about it, the more that they could have just scheduled a normal Mac crossover. And even a lot of the teams in the white, they probably beat. But they didn't. They had a challenge. But they lost that. They did play that game, and they lost it bad. So that has the big blemish. And let's be honest, their three wins aren't against super quality teams. Now, they've done exactly what we've wanted to in those three wins, but they don't have a signature win. Obviously, this week that could change, but they are number seven for me. And they're also my number seven team up from number eight. All right. Ublies at six. Don't know what to do with them. Six is the ugly spot. Yep, that's where I've got uh, ugly as so well because, again, um, if, if if we size it up by what teams do, Ubley should be a top three team. Um, they might be number one. But but when you go, oh, Ubley wouldn't beat Croslex Northern or North Branch or whatever. Or yeah, you Port Huron or you're, Almont. You're, you're, you're probably right, but they're a Division Eight school, so they wouldn't be playing those other schools. Um, but for what they do, Ubley deserves to be much higher on the list, but I'm with you. I got. They've got to be on the list. Six is kind of where we've put them. Yeah. What What I would say to those big, big schools is, all right, cut your school population down to 200 and then see who you have on your football team and then tell me if you beat them. Well, what I would do is go look at what they've done for the last 20 years and is your record as good? Right. So, anyway, top five. I keep Marine City number five. Again, I tried to just... I looked at their resume, um, and that's kind of where they pan out. I, I said this after they lost to Armada, and I think this is not as much the case now as it was then, that there's not a chance to get another big signature win until week nine. There are nice wins, but there's not a win that turns your head and go, that's a good win for the Mariners. But they've taken care of business since then, so they stay at number five. I still think you're too hard on them. I've got Armada at number five. And I have them at four. The reason Armada is ahead of Marine City, I'll go, okay, what's Armada's best win? What's Marine City's best win? Armada's best win is Marine City. And Marine City's best win is South Lake. So point to Armada. And then I look at their losses. Who did Marine City lose to? Well, they lost to Armada. Who did Armada lose to? They lost to Cross-Lex. Cross-Lex, I think is the better team, obviously. Armada did lose worse, but I just think that when you take those two data points, Armada's still ahead of Marine City. And then if you want to go one further, they also have the head-to-head. I got Marine City at number four. (laughs) I know you really like the Mariners. I like the Mariners. Uh, Number three, Port Huron Northern. Again, when you compare them to the top two teams, their best win is... Lance Cruz North Lakeshore, who is going through a rough gold. They don't have a good win, but they're undefeated, and they've dominated in their wins. They've shown that they are much better than those teams, and they are a very good team, so they are number three, but the bottom of the undefeateds. Uh, I kept North Branch at number three. Um, Again, what hurts North Branch for me is the first three weeks, they really didn't play anybody. Um, and I know that you can say, well, Northern hasn't really played anybody. but um, And it's a nice win for North Branch. I just I haven't seen them, so like I don't have that eye test. Pretty much everybody else on my list, 
I've seen at some point. Yeah, I guess you have. And, and I get a, you know, you get a feel when you see teams, right? Like I saw Marysville as recently as this week. That's why they're where they're at, and that can right play now. a little part in inherent and subconscious bias. Um, but so I, I've just I've got North Branch at number three. They might be number one by the end of the year, depending on what they do later in the season, or they might stay at number three, or they might be somewhere in the middle of the pack, depending on how this all plays out. I know that right now, to me, they're one of the three best teams in the area. North Branch is my number two. Again, you basically said my argument. They have a, a quality win in Northern doesn't. That, that's what it comes down to. Now, if Port Huron Northern wins this week, I have a very tough decision to make. But... Until or unless that happens, North Branch is number two. And I've got Northern at uh, number two right now because, I've, again, I've seen them and I was really impressed. Um, all facets of the game. Their offense has been way better this year. Um, their defense is still terrific. Their special teams have been unconscious. They're blocking punts like, you go to an apple orchard and pick apples up off the ground after they've fallen off the tree. And number one for both of us is Croslex. I mean, not only are they maybe the most talented team, but they have two quality wins, and not only wins, but dominations. Like, they beat Swan Valley 31-7, and then they beat Armado 34-14 was the final. Yep. So they're, they're two biggest tests. They've won by a combined... 44 points yeah that that's at least if you want to just go by resume wise again i know there's people in north branch that think week eight's going to come around and they're going to flip the script which they very Great. well could and, and if they do yeah i'll give them a really good With, ranking <laughs> and i don't think <laughs> they'll probably be wise, my number one team that week croslex challenged themselves out of conference and passed with flying colors then they played one of the really good teams in the area. We both agree is a top five team and beat them by 20 points. Yeah. And they're your number one, too, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I didn't want to make sure you weren't going to. No, no, no. I, I, if, if I left them off the, the top 10, um, yeah, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's time to just go home, go to bed, and not ever wake up again. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's our, those are our top 10s, Dennis. Anything we missed i think that was I, I mean again the almont marysville thing and the north branch northern thing and the armada marysville thing uh or armada marine city two of the three will sort themselves out this week well that that's why we do these lists though so that we can debate and argue and call each other stupid yes so um yeah, I don't think plus i a- like i like irking those people that you put a team they beat them and you put them behind them I love doing that to people. Yeah, even though. But yeah. like I said, how you played in week one or week three or week six isn't how you're playing in in week nine. So you, you're basically saying you weigh recent performance much yes, higher. Yes, I weigh recent performance much higher than what happened early in the season. Okay. So anything else? That's it. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.